0: going to live different from the way that we came in god is cooking something something is in the oven Uh, i want to go back just to kind of i see how god maybe might be leading us and i thought it was kind of interesting i had that diagram that i was working on and i know you missed it so much uh, of the tabernacle now this is the tabernacle of moses if you are new just by way of review we've been looking at this for a long time this is the house that god built all right. And if you remember, we were talking about the furniture pieces, how one furniture piece leads to the next. The brazen altar leads to the bronze laver, which leads to. And we were we were just knocking on the door of that inner courts right there. And uh, uh, I don't want to review what I had been teaching, but I want to focus on that inner courts. If you remember, uh, maybe three or four weeks ago, Pastor Mike was here and he shared the message. There is more. Which is perfect for tabernacle because after we've established our righteousness, there is more. all right, And that more is in that inner, inner courts. And then the following week I taught a message about the Holy Spirit. And we had a wonderful time with the Holy Spirit. Many people got filled with the Holy Spirit to God be the glory for that. Uh, and then last week, it's interesting, Astolu. Astolu is an Amharic word. It means uh, be mindful. Last week, Pastor Wendy I preached here, and he gave us a word that says, Do not leave the presence of God. So I, you see how God is already leading us into that, that thing. It's almost like I'm texting the, uh, the guest preachers to make sure they say the right thing. But I promise you, I didn't text anybody. So there's something about that room. There is more, okay? And I want to just spend some time uh, uh, explaining about the inner courts uh, today, and then I want us to pray along those lines. Amen. Um, the, the the main difference between the, the, the outer courts and the inner courts is the source of light. The outer courts takes its light from the natural sun. Alright. Everything that, that the sun allows you to see, you will see by way of the outer courts but when you get into the inner courts there is also light but the source of that light is not the sun. The source of that light is the menorah or the golden lampstand that illuminates the inner courts and you are able to see based on what the golden lampstand reveals. The golden lampstand is symbolic of the Holy Spirit. So so there is a difference between the light that comes from here and how we see and there is a difference. Uh, between the light that is illuminated by way of the, the lampstand, by way of the Holy Spirit, and what we see, and as kingdom citizens, as 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 people of the new birth, as ambassadors and citizens of heaven, it's very important and very uh, necessary that we draw our information from the light that the Holy Spirit. and not the light of natural things. Amen? There's a a big difference. Praise the Lord. Uh, And it's very possible to be born again of the Spirit, but be led by the things of the natural. Okay? And that's the thing we're trying to graduate from uh, as as a church. That not only do we receive the Spirit of God, but we're led by the Spirit of God. That the Spirit of God shows and we see and we move accordingly. Because Jesus died so that we who were once far away might be brought near. And near for the purpose of, of, of being led by that uh, uh, additional light. Because that light, it not only gives light, but it allows us to see things differently. Uh, everything changes by way of that light. Amen? i let you. It's possible to live a kingdom life outside of the illuminated light. You can go to a certain distance, but I don't think that was the purpose of God. The veil in the temple tore into from top to bottom when Jesus died, meaning that access is now granted to the inner things, to the special things that come by way of the the Spirit of God. So there is more, hallelujah. Apostle Peter, all right, uh, uh, he graduated primarily Uh, not from Bible school but by Holy Spirit and it changed everything for him the one who was ashamed of Jesus uh, ashamed to ever know him after Holy Spirit came he was very bold and he stood in front of the same Sanhedrin that put Jesus to death and he said it is better for us to serve uh, to obey God rather than men where did this attitude come from This is not natural. This is another light that is shining on Peter that has opened his eyes to different things and primarily showed him a different, gave him a different unction that he did not have before and that he could never have on his own. There is a Jesus on the outside and Jesus on the inside. A Jesus that we know by way of the mental reasoning, and that's a nice story, and you memorize the verses. But there's another Jesus that is revealed by the Holy Spirit. The Bible says in Acts 1-8, Jesus says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of, of the world. Am I right about it? It says, "When you, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my... There is a difference of... Jesus speaking, so you will be my witness, meaning you will see me. There is a difference between... Uh, the knowledge that comes, the knowledge about Jesus that comes by way of study. And the knowledge that comes about Jesus by way of the Holy Spirit. Theology is good. Studying the, 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 the great lengths that many church fathers have gone to establish faith, foundational principles. That's all good. We thank God for that. But, but life change begins when we know Him by way of the witness. It's very different, and it's very different for for whoever. So you can know Jesus based on understanding, studying, and and arriving at conclusions. But it does not compare to the revelation that comes by way of the witness. Because the way of the witness, first of all, and primarily, it changes you. Uh, John, no one knew Jesus like John did. Hmm? He was the self-acclaimed beloved disciple. Mind you, other people didn't call him that. He called himself that. Let's pray for this brother. I mean, there, there's arrogance and then there's arrogance. Alright? He called himself the beloved disciple. He was the closest one to Jesus. At the Last Supper, he was the one actually so close that he was laying on his bosom. King James. Alright? Alright? Uh, he was the inner circle of Jesus. So if you want to know, you know, like if you're doing research and you want to study the witnesses of the people who knew Jesus, you would go straight to John because he knows everything. He knows everything until he gets on the island of Patmos. And he was in the spirit on the Lord's day. And, and the Bible says, I heard a voice. I turned around to look at the voice and psh, says, I became as a dead man. And, and, and so he knew Jesus. I mean, he was the closest one to Jesus, but he didn't know him like that. And I would like to suggest to you that you may know Jesus. But maybe some of the problems you are encountering in your life is that the Jesus you know and the Jesus that is, is of the witness is maybe a slightly different Jesus. You can know the Jesus academically and try hard to obey and, and please the Father. But when the Holy Spirit reveals Jesus to you, the whole book of Revelation poured out of John based off of that revelation. He says I, I, the, the, the vision that he saw was unlike any other. He knew it was him, but he said, i never seen anything like that. Fire coming out of his eyes. Sword coming out of his mouth. It sounds better in Amarinya. You know, it's like more, you know. But, but the point is, is that there's another side of Jesus. That maybe the Holy Spirit is wanting to show you maybe and maybe the problems that we're having that we know Jesus but we have so much drama is because this Jesus is not the Jesus that's of the witness because when the witness comes hallelujah it transforms you hallelujah hallelujah uh, when me and Sally were doing youth ministry uh, we had a lot of interesting experiences the Holy Spirit visited the young people but they were also living in a world That's very anti-Holy Spirit. You know, the D.C. public school system. And the L.A. Unified School District. Lord, help us. (laughs) And now we would have summer break, which was such a blessing because we had all the kids to ourselves. We had a conference. Everybody gets fired up, filled with the Holy Ghost. Everyone's just... And then, you know, August, September, school opens, and then we hand them over to the devil again for, you know. And and so we had a lot of experiences of kids uh, every summer, coming back to the Lord, you know, like the prodigal son. And then after summer's over, they go back. I mean, and when we backslide, we backslide professionally. I mean, there's something about youth and backsliding that is so professional. You don't do this little nikiki, manam and let's see what... Well, no, we go head first, deep dive. How low can we go? How crazy can we get? So I spend half of my time in church and half of the time in jail doing visitation. Now... now uh, the, the thing that always amazed me and Sally, we would always talk about this, that every summer or whenever, there's like there's usually we had an event and people would come and repent, like prodigal son. And it was always amazing to us because the minute they come back to the Lord, that same day they get up and start preaching, and the revelation that they bring, it's like, oh my God, where did you get that? Just the, 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 and, and I was so amazed because, you know, me, I'm a pastor, I'm studying, I'm praying, I'm, I'm working and, and trying to get all this. And they've just been doing mess and they come back on day one and they're prophets. Like, like that's, that's not fair. But I think what it is, is what the Lord is showing me and showing us is that you can know him by way of study and you can know him by way of the witness. When you, see you, when you know Him by way of witnesses, you know by way of what you see. That's what a witness is, someone who sees something. So, so when you know Him by way of witness, it means that you have seen it and you know it instantly. You don't study. When He reveals something, you see it and you know it instantly. Right? And that's what the Holy Spirit does. He doesn't give us a textbook like in school and say, come back next week and you'll take an exam. No. He shows you something, you see it, you are transformed. And when you start speaking what you see, the world might never be the same again. Praise the name of the Lord. That's what they told Jesus. They asked, Amen. The religious leaders were so amazed and they said, How could Jesus, how could this man know so much Scripture without having studied? Well, it's because he did not get it by way of study. He got it by way of the Holy Spirit. But 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 the Lord, the Lord, when He shows us something, it, it's different. And so the thing I want to challenge all of us is that whatever degree of understanding you have, there is more. Praise the Lord, there is more. And I believe God is on a mission to get us to see more and to know more. This week, we had an interesting, uh, an interesting experience, uh, because as, as usual, you know the, the things that's going on in the country, a lot of ups and downs with that. And I remember we prayed uh, Wednesday. We had such a breakthrough time. I mean, it was, you know, we, we, with the prayer unusual. And uh, praise God, I got home. And then I, just before I went to bed, opened my social media. And in Jesus' name, like everything that we had just prayed just went out the window just like that. What is going on? The world is coming to an end. You know, the, the, the engines have failed in midair and we are crash landing, you know. And so like, it's kind of like, man, God, we just prayed, man. What's going on? And then I came to prayer unusual again the next day. But that still was kind of, you know, in the back of your head. Man, I let it. Like it's no joke what's happening. Uh, And it makes you wonder about what's coming next. And uh, so we came here and prayed. And then uh, Emma came. um, And uh, she said that I have a, a word from the Lord. And the word that she had, it did not come from the outer courts where I had spent the last 15 hours. Eh? But it came from the inner court by way of witness of the Holy Spirit. All right. And uh, the, the word, uh, it was the story of Jairus whose daughter was sick. And she he asked that Jesus come and heal. You remember that, that story? In case you... Haven't heard that story? Jairus had a daughter who was sick, and she asked Jesus to come in. <laughs> Heal him. He, and Jesus said, Okay, I will go. While he's on his way, the servants come and says, Don't bother the teacher anymore. Uh, your daughter is dead. I mean, that's just like nail in the coffin. Literally dead. And Jesus turned around and said, Do not be afraid, only believe. Your daughter will rise again. and see that word it was the answer to all I had been watching on my social media and I recognized in my spirit that flesh and blood did not reveal this to her, come on somebody and it just, I know that it's the word of the Lord because it comes not just with information it comes with peaceification and joyification and I got so, man, it just like, it pulled me out of that drama and whatever. And I said, oh, Lord. Hallelujah. And then the Lord, because now through that word, he ushered me into the inner courts. He gave me another witness while I was enjoying that word. And he reminded me of the story of Jacob and Joseph's coat. If you remember the story, J- Joseph had brothers who hated him. They sold him into slavery in Egypt. They took the coat, dipped it in blood, and took it to their father. And said i think this is joseph's coat and joseph uh, jacob took the coat and he said this is my son's coat surely my son has been devoured by some wild beast because there's blood on the coat it's a logical conclusion i will go down to my grave in sorrow and they tried to comfort him and he said no he said it's going to be all right no I know the game is over. I will never recover from this disease. Now that's what the facts are telling Jacob. And according to the facts, he's right. But there is other information that Jacob does not know. That only if he had the Holy Spirit would help him on this day. To see beyond the facts and see into the truth. Facts and truth is not the same thing. One of the jobs of the Holy Spirit is to lead and guide us into all truth. Not lead and... And one of the jobs of social media is to lead and guide you to all facts. And I wish I could help Jacob on that day and say, Excuse me, sir. I've read the end of the story. Let me help you. But I can't do that because he did not have my benefit of my wisdom. But the Lord was showing me just like that. All I have been looking at is facts. And facts are never pretty. And facts have bloody coat. But the Holy Spirit has another opinion. Hallelujah. Joseph is not dead. In fact, you are not going to go down into your grave in sorrow. Joseph has actually gone ahead of you to prepare a a place for you in Egypt. That the best of your days is actually the rest of your days. You just need a Holy Spirit to give you a witness of what God is doing. But I couldn't find Jacob in time. You know, he, he found out the hard way. But the Lord was saying, forget about Joseph and look at you. Look at the drama that you've experienced the last 15, 16 hours. And look at what God is bringing to you. May the Lord help us to be a witness of what Holy Spirit is showing us. Hallelujah. May the Lord open our eyes to see beyond the natural. May the Lord open our eyes. Are you following what I'm saying? Because we will straight up go crazy with what this world is telling us. We will go crazy, suicidal, dysfunctional based on what we are going on in this natural realm. This natural light is a suicide mission because it gives us perfectly shaped facts. We need another testimony from a different place that comes from a different light that shows us things differently, hallelujah, that tells us you shall not die but you will live hallelujah a word that comes in the spirit of the servants of jesus and what he told to jairus your daughter is not dead do not be afraid hallelujah only believe praise the lord praise the lord can can i get a, a, a amen or something So, this this country will not disintegrate into multiple tribal divisions and drama. Our best days are yet ahead. Joseph has gone before. There is a glory just around the corner, and we have been summoned to the birthing room. I speak. Not by way of the social media. I speak by way of what thus says the Lord. Hallelujah. It's not over. It's just beginning. Hallelujah. The glory of God shall be revealed. The river of God will flow with a tidal wave force. The blessing of God will flow. The hands of begging will turn into hands of blessing. And all nations of the world will know that there is a God in heaven. Hallelujah. From this place, a light will shine. And the whole world will know that there is a God in heaven. Hallelujah. It's not over. It's just beginning. God knows how to finish what he started. Does God begin something and not finish? Does he speak a word and not fulfill? I'm speaking according to the inner courts today. Tell the righteous that it will be well with them. For they will eat the fruit of their labor. Hallelujah. Give God a praise, a shout, a figelegele, or something. Hallelujah. 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 So let it be Jesus. So let it be according to your word. This is the thing the Lord was teaching me. I want to help somebody today because I think this has been maybe our, our handicap as believers. Um, and I want to give you something that might help you um, When I was in school when I was younger I, I, when I was a young man, I used to play sports Now I, I play sports on uh, my phone <laughs> uh, But I used to do it physically and when I we play sports uh, like I played in, in, in college in the US and we train before we go to the field and one of the things they do is they do these endurance tests where they make you run ungodly amounts of miles okay I still have issues with some people over those instructions but I'll, I'll leave that to the Lord but but one of the things is that when we're running okay like you're running and your body is telling you what in the bleak, 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 bleak are you doing you better start you're about to die and you say yes Lord I'm about to die Lord, come and do something right now. I can't, you, just, you feel everything is about to just explode on the inside of you. If you've played sports or trained or anything, do you have any runners or athletes? Am I right? Is it true? And it's called. they called it the great wall of pain. And I'm here to testify that it is a true wall. It's called the great wall of pain. And so we're running, and everything falls apart. And then all of a sudden, you hit this thing, Okay? and it's called a second wind and when you hit that second wind it's really quite amazing because all of a sudden everything is light like it's gone you've broken through your I don't know what you even call it or the scientific explanation for it but it's almost like a miraculous you were about to die but now you haven't stopped running you're not refreshing or getting a drink you're still running but the air is different the lungs are, 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 are free and and you were right about to die a few seconds ago. Now you're looking at the birds. Now you're enjoying the 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 the, the atmosphere. Now what happened is they show they told us you break through the great wall of pain and you enter into the second wind. Okay, so so uh, I would have never known second wind uh, if I stopped before I hit the great wall of pain. But the point is. That you get to that place and you just push a little bit more. And you get into that second wind where everything is breakthrough. It's the, it, and you're not doing anything different. You just keep diligently pushing. And what I found in this season of Prayer Unusual, of course, actually started for me personally in COVID. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's, it's something that I kind of knew, but I found definition for it. That there is rarely a time, even today, I'll be honest, when, when, when I desire to start praying. I have a, a it's, it's normally, is something I don't really feel like doing. Uh, and, and, and you start praying and you feel nothing. You would rather be doing something else, relaxing, you know. But what happens is you, you're, you're here, you already, you announced the program yourself. <laughs> so you just have to keep on going. But what happens is, just like it is in the natural, in the spirit, there is this place where it starts kind of boring, nothing going on. And then all of a sudden, there's that second wind. Boom. And the air changes. All right? And the atmosphere is different. Faith has come alive. You actually feel the presence of God. You actually feel the joy of the Lord. You actually are in a different place than you were before, just by being diligent and pushing through. And, and, and see, our soul is so damaged because it has been spent so much time in the natural light, with all the facts, even the facts about spiritual things. Where facts about spiritual things don't deliver you, Holy Spirit Himself delivers you. Amen. And, and you ushering into that. Sometimes, you know, there's many people, for example, with the things of the Spirit. They love God. They're saved. Listen, I'm not talking about unsaved people. I'm talking about saved people. Okay, who have the spirit of God, kingdom, citizens, children of the most high God. But when they're pressing, because we all are in the world, but not of the world. So we start in the, in the natural light. Okay, but I've seen so, so many times people start going into the spirit and right when it just gets too difficult, too weird. Man, I don't, and then they go back and they still say, but they start building the kingdom out here. And you can, the funny thing is we're so sharp, we can build an amazing kingdom out here. But it comes with a lot of unnecessary pressure that God never wanted us to carry. Amen. And I found when you press in to to hear, the air is different. The hope is there. Sometimes the problems have not even changed. They're still there, but you have changed and you see the problem so differently. You're in the spirit on the Lord's day, you're breathing different air. And you know what I found out? It was kind of blessed me. Uh, I was, uh, you know, in Genesis chapter three, the Bible says that Adam and Eve sinned. Remember? They ate the fruit. They saw that they were naked. They went running from God. And the Bible says that God came to the garden in the cool of the day. And that word cool of the day, you know, in Amarinya it says meshatzil. You know, both of them are terrible translations. Even the English, come on English. The Hebrew word is ruach. It means breath or wind. So, Jesus or God came in the. And, and He said, Where are you? Meaning you're breathing, but not by my help. You see? And then on the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Ghost came, the Bible says there was a sound of a mighty rushing. And the word in the Greek, Hebrew was written in Greek, the Old Testament was written in Hebrew. The Greek is pneo, which means wind and breath. So the, where are you, was restored in Acts chapter 2. And I thought it was interesting that God describes that thing as a wind. It's kind of like when I was running and I hit my second wind. And some of us have been a Christian for a long time, but we have not hit our second wind. Because things change when you hit the second wind. The birds look much better. The problems look much smaller. The help is much closer, the deliverance is right around the corner, hope arises, victory arises, God arises and his enemies and our enemies are, are defeated in the wind, hallelujah. And, and that's kind of what that inner courts, it's a, it's a Holy Spirit uh, experience that, that it's not something we just try and sample but you have to just kind of keep, keep going and, and we get a, a, a breakthrough. And so we're going to go uh, uh, spiritual special forces starting this week. Starting uh, Tuesday, we're going to have our first program on Wednesday. Uh, and we're just going gonna to start pushing through this month. I, I believe uh, the Lord is going to do something significant. And uh, we'll pray about it today. But the, the, the nation needs us more than ever right now. If there is ever a time the people of God needed to rise up to the occasion, it's now. Let's not try to be political. Let's not try to be, you know, uh, opinionated or tribal. This is a spiritual war, and we have spiritual weapons. We are spiritual, uh, we are spiritual citizens, and we are going to take our positions. And I believe the Lord will do something very, very significant in our lives first and in the, in the nation as well. Amen. Amen, amen. If if you are here today and you have uh, struggling with uh, mental issues, depression, you can't sleep at night. uh, Sometimes that's the product of just carrying too much in your head. The head, the mind can only handle so much and then it breaks just like anything else if the weight has been heavy if it's been difficult I want to pray for you right now if you say that's me just put your hand on your head right now hallelujah hallelujah praise the Lord today I want to introduce you to the peace that passes understanding there is a peace and then there is a peace that passes understanding. Hallelujah. Yes. This peace that the world that Jesus gives us, it's not like the world's peace. Hallelujah. I just want to pray for you, the Lord will minister to you right now, wherever you are. It is finished right now. Hallelujah. Father in Jesus name. Peace. 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 In Jesus' name, let the burden be lifted now. Let the weight be lifted now. I pray, Father God, as a sign to these people, they will have a night of sleep like they've never had before. This peace does not come from the stars lining up and the problem being solved. It's a peace beyond understanding. It comes from the inner courts. In Jesus' name, may the peace be yours now. May the peace be yours now. Let the burden be lifted now. Let it be broken now in Jesus' name. Come against every lie of the enemy. Every lie of the enemy is canceled now in Jesus' name. It's not over. It's beginning. It's just a bloody coat. It's not the truth. In Jesus' name, let hope arise in the place of depression. Let victory arise in the place of defeat right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, hallelujah, hallelujah, let it flow like a river right now.